Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield. And this is a bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Now, as ever, let's begin by banging these bongos. Bonus episode number 28 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Today I'm speaking to Richie Yvinsky. He's an artist that was born and raised in Canada, but then ventured across the border later on in life, who currently resides in Manhattan. Richie and I started speaking very recently on social media. He said he'd been listening to the podcast and wondered if there was any way he could be a part of it. But because there's such a long waiting list, Richie opted for a bonus episode. And if it's something you think you might fancy, then hang around at the end of this episode because there'll be a short message telling you how to go about it. But getting back to Richie. Richie generally works in collage, with its main image being an iconic cultural figure. But I'm going to stop myself there because I don't really want to tell you too much about his work. Because he's the best person to do that. So please, come along with me and take a trip across to Manhattan to meet Richie Ivinsky. Good? I'm good, man. I'm really good. I'm, I'm just out here in New York. I'm doing my thing, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited. I've got a lot of things on the horizon, so I'm all right. And how how's, in, has, how's things in Manhattan today? Things in Manhattan are beautiful. It's a very good day. It's a bit more sunny than usual. I mean, is uh, February is a very gloomy month, but we're getting through it. I, I, I understand you're from different shores. Yes, yes. I mean, I've had a very uh, colorful past in reference to my different points of origin but really you know canadian born i spent time in venice beach florida spent time in vegas and i've been in manhattan uh for the last going on eight years i even had a small stay in london for a little while but not not really long enough to talk about it you know (laughs) but where was that anyway 
I was actually, uh, when I was living in London, I was living in Hammersmith and Westminster for about oh, three yeah. months. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. It was a really That's good time. Good. And whereabouts yeah. in Canada did you grow up? So uh, in Ontario, Canada, uh, in the area of Vaughan, uh, basically I was born in Mississauga, then between there and Toronto, and then came into the States in the early 90s and ended up growing up on a beach in Florida. So that was pretty interesting. Oh, that'll do. My mum's yeah. Canadian. Oh, beautiful. That's wonderful. Where from? Uh, Toronto, Ontario. Oh, well, there you go. It's a great place to be from. It's amazing. It's an amazing part of the country. I mean, I mean look, it's uh, Toronto is... Toronto is beautiful, and uh, it's it's one of the greatest sports towns in the world. You know that's one of the best things about it, in my opinion. Yeah, we. Uh, she left there when she was four, so she didn't have much growing up there. But um, I did travel over there in my twenties, in my very early twenties, and absolutely loved Canada. Yeah, it's a great country. I mean, freezing cold though that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My but my um, you know my sister actually moved to the west coast of Canada and she now lives at the base of the Canadian Rockies in Calgary oh, nice. 90 days a year so she has a great time and I mean look if you embrace that cold it nourishes you. <laughs> Richie I've got several questions that I ask each guest. Sure. The first being how would you explain what you do to somebody that doesn't know your work? I would explain that what I'm what I'm doing with my process is I'm trying to tell a story of someone who impacted the world. And whether you are familiar with the focal point that I'm using or you're not, and you've never seen this person before in your life, <clears throat> when you look at my work, you'll be able to kind of tell who this was, what they did, what they were about and how they lived. And whether it's a, you know, a comic book character something like the Green Ranger, you know, yeah, or yeah. whether it's Marilyn Monroe, you know, they both have a story. And what I do is I, I work through my, my clippings, comic book clippings, magazine clippings, and I, I put together uh, the background of this person's tale. Yeah. Because submerging myself into, into that, that character, um, it's everything to me, you know? That's why I don't really take on, you know, subjects that I'm not interested in. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've seen your work and you do use very iconic cultural figures uh, from stage, screen, and as you said, from comic book. And it mm -hmm. does um, pull together that, that warmth of nostalgia, doesn't it? Absolutely. So, you know, the style I personally developed is I call transcendent collage because what I'm doing is I'm trying to have someone come in for the story. You know, it's just yeah. like, the, the art piece is like the cover of a book. It's like, oh, that's a nice cover. When you actually go further in, you decipher everything. It really comes together in a beautiful manner. I'm, I'm aware that, that you put, um, as you say, this transcendent collage. The mm. collage in that you put there, um, is there a, a way that the viewers should follow that with their eye for you, for you to be able to tell them the story? That's a beautiful question, absolutely. Yeah, if you start with the subject right there, the subject pops up and you know, it's got a pop art flair. There's no doubt about that. Um, but when you start with the subject that's right there at the focal point, the centerpiece, the person in the middle that you're supposed to be looking at, you start with them and then you just simply catch the next largest thing that pops out at you, whatever yeah. it is, whether it's an image, a paint splatter, and then really that'll, that'll guide you. You know, just yeah. go from the next 
the next best thing that you see. So you've literally got the image in front of you and you, then you're looking at their background. That's right. That's right. And that's how you get submerged because literally what you see is you see the main subject. And then it's so it, if, if your eye, wherever your eye deviates next, there's no wrong place. Wherever your eye goes next <laughs> yeah. is the way it's where it's supposed to be. It's all part of that story, part of that journey, right? Absolutely. And it's also what's really great about my work is it's the person's own journey of how they find out about that person. Yeah. Because look, if you're looking at a Marilyn Monroe piece or Beyonce or whoever it may be, but with Marilyn Monroe, for example, if your eye goes to the focal point and then you look to Playboy and your your mind's going to go down that route. But if of you course. look to, you know, uh, the Gossip magazine from 1950, your mind's going to think of gossip. You know, it's just it, everyone's different. So the way that they perceive art is different. So talking about you personally, did you mm. have creativity in the home growing up? I, uh, you know what? Not in the traditional sense. My father uh, was a pastry chef. And oh, nice. yeah, so the creativity really came from like cakes and eclairs and, and various pastries and all I that. I can so find like, a lot of creativity in cakes and eclairs. Yeah, you know, not to mention you get to eat the cakes and eclairs, you know? So it's like, believe it or not, I had so much chocolate and all that sugar growing up as a kid that I just, I was, I was to the limit. I just didn't even want it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so the creativity was there. I mean, naturally I've, I've had a pen and a pad since I was, you know, as, as earliest thoughts and memories drawing dinosaurs and Batman, you know, and then, and then you just advance from there. Um, but yeah, the, the creativity was definitely on my father's. Side. Well, I would say on my mother's side as well, because she was a beautician. So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, so it was create... good food and good hair. So, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. And could you see the artistic side of you growing while you was at school? Yes. It was not nurtured, but I could see it growing. Yeah. And uh, I presume you didn't study it later on at university? You know what? I actually did. I, uh, I okay. Yeah, I did. I, I definitely dove in. It wasn't my major. My, I actually went to school for sound design and sound engineering. Yeah. Uh, but the fun little thing there is I actually went on tour with a band and realized how much I did not want to be in like music <laughs> and touring. It's like, it's just, really? it was one of those things where you have to try it to really yeah, know if you are or not. And wow, I really, I did not want that. Pardon me. No, uh, I really did not want that situation. But at the end of the day, Things worked out. Uh, things worked out for me uh, very luckily because I paid attention to those classes in university, and even though I didn't really go for it as a major, it definitely helped foster some of the uh, methods that I used. But to be honest with you, yeah. the most impactful art class I ever had was in the third grade. In the third grade, this teacher took—I think her name was Miss Shaddix. Shout out Miss Shaddix, but she taught the class how to do paper mache, and. Yeah. That's honestly where everything for me began. Yep, it was sculptural. You know, we would make things, various animals. You know, we would cover uh, various things that, uh, like a basketball or soccer ball and just like paper mache it and be like, now look, now it's covered in newspaper and you can draw on it and paint it and make it an animal, you know? And it's yeah. just like that, whatever that did to my brain, it stuck with me the entire way, even to this day. Superb. It's yeah. amazing how those little seeds can be sown and we can trace our journey right back to those seeds, isn't it? That's a blessing. It truly is. And the fact that uh, we have the, the, the foresight to be able to reflect to do that, that's really good. Because 
it's so important to look back on your own life and your own journey to see where you are, why you are, how you are, and that'll show you where you're going to go. Yeah. When did you start creating artwork more than just a hobby, but to, to try and sell and to become an artist? I tried to initially sell my work 10 to 11 years ago. Um, I remember I basically just had a bunch of comic books. I was a comic book collector and I love comic books. And I was so tired of seeing this comic that was so great, just closed and put away. Yeah. And uh, essentially I said, that's not gonna happen. I rip open this comic, I rip it up to pieces and then I ended up collaging it on a canvas. And uh, I did several more after. And then I, there was an art fair uh, that happens monthly in Las Vegas where I was living at the time. Uh, it's called First Friday. I went down there and, uh, you know, just started trying to sell some pieces on the street. And, uh, and that worked out. I think it made like 50 bucks. Yeah, it was pretty good because I couldn't afford a booth in the fair, but I could sell in the street outside the fair, you know? Superb. And I actually did that two or three times in, in situations where I really needed some cash. I just <laughs> what I can make. I get out there. And I'm just like, okay, the timing's right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh yeah. But then, you know, the great thing is there is that your friends, like your friends that really want to see you win. Yeah. They start wanting to support. And, um, you know, I remember the first friend that I sold an art piece to was a Batman and uh, it's to my dear friend, Alyssa. And, you know, she loved it. And, you know, and just ever since then, I've, I've had great support. And then my, my friends' friends, um, they like the work. They end up ordering pieces. And it, it just kind of it flows, you know, naturally. And, and I've still uh, had that method to this day. And how do you sell your work genuinely, Richie? Is it from the wall itself or social media, your website? Yeah, so there's a few different avenues. Uh, for original artworks, I normally work directly with my galleries. Uh, I'm represented here in New York uh, in Decor Gallery and by Cloud Gallery. Nice. And then, um, yeah, and then I'm also represented in Chicago by uh, David Leonardis Gallery. And I also have a piece of the Rotofugi oh, Gallery, sure. which is good. I'm also in City of Light in Seattle, and I'm working on a Beyonce that's going over there to them. Um, and so the galleries are where I sell my original work. Now, through the website, folks do inquiries, and I can obviously do custom pieces. Um, but I think lately, social media has just been so dominant in promotion. And I can't necessarily say I have get, I've gotten a tremendous amount of sales from social media, but I actually, I absolutely have generated some sales from there, yeah. which is important. But the main um, outside of folks wandering into the galleries is word of mouth and friends of friends. And that's how people get my number, ask me questions. You know, we work things out. Yeah. Well, we're in that funny period at the moment where um, so much artwork has started to be sold online. It, it's a, a scary moment for the gallery. So they've got to, they've got to pretty much uh, work a little bit harder to get sales now, haven't they? You know? I agree. I think that with the rise of Etsy and things like that, you've got a lot of people that empower themselves. Now, I personally never went the Etsy route. You know, I, I wanted to just hone in on what I was doing until I reached a certain point where I had the confidence inside to go directly to the gallery. Um, but look, any path that anyone feels is right for them, you know, on the inside. You know, and, yeah. and, and honestly, you know, I, I wanted to go the traditional sense because I'm a traditional kind of guy, but I really believe in, in this radical guerrilla, guerrilla marketing on advertising online. Like it, 
you know so i think the appropriate way forward is a mix of like let's let's stick to traditional values but apply new methods yeah of course and which piece richie do you think has got the strongest emotional connection that you've created whether it be to you or to the viewer that's a fantastic question well gary i'd have to say um immediately what comes to mind is my frank sinatra because my Frank Sinatra is just such a playful piece. It's just so inviting. It's so warm. It's so welcoming. It's a tale of somebody who lived a great life and uh, a celebration. You know, I think the one great thing about all my pieces is that you see how I splatter paint. And that is actually in representation of like confetti because yeah. every single one of these pieces is supposed to be a party. And uh, Sinatra definitely knew how to throw a party, didn't he? That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my father was a huge Sinatra fan, you know, chairman of the board and all that. And it's just like, I remember when Sinatra died, my dad was really sad, you know, because so, my dad used to live in Italy for a while. My father lived in, um, in uh, Napoli uh, when he was younger. Uh, when, immigration from like Poland, I think he lived in Italy for a while. But yeah, it, you know, he loved Frank Sinatra and, and he, I was always a part of the house and um, so when I had the commission request for that piece, it was, you know, it was a joy, tremendous joy, you know, and it brings out exuberance and happiness and, and think, because it reminds me of the Vegas days and the way that like, you know what, live your life, have, have your fun, do your thing, enjoy yourself. And you mentioned that you've, um, you're represented by a few galleries in, in New York, Chicago, Seattle. You mentioned to me offline that you was, coming to the UK soon. Are you seeking representation in the UK? I absolutely am seeking representation in the United Kingdom. And I'll tell you what, whether it be Manchester, Reading, Leeds, London, it's fine. You know, I am seeking to get my work across the pond because I have a tremendous love for England. I have, I'm a Man United fan all the way through. That's what's <laughs> taking me over there. I'm actually going to a Man United match Good to see them play Southampton. It's my first match to see the Premier League live. I'm so excited. Uh, but so the representation, like I, I've done exhibitions in uh, in London at the Boomer Gallery in central yeah. London, you know, which is great. I've done exhibitions in Cannes in France. Um, you know, I'm working on representation in Normandy. But really, when it comes to the UK, why I love it so much is that it's English speaking Europe. And I know that's an oversimplification. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that I think I like your guys' accent and I think you guys like our accent. So that's fun, you know. <laughs> Well, I think you in the UK, uh, in Europe, we can travel for 60 miles and it's a different language. I mean, look at the Welsh, right? <laughs> and, and I would love to be in Wales, by the way. I love Wales. And I, I'll tell you right now. So, I mean, look, when it comes to representation in the UK, I really, I hit the ground running just like I did in Chicago and Seattle, you know, and I can't say that I really hit the ground running the last time I was in London because I was so focused on the exhibition. But I know this time around, I'll have more time to really pop in to see galleries that kind of fit my style and what I'm doing. And if we can forge a partnership, that would be beautiful. You know, because now, are you bringing work stuff. with you, Richie, or, or would it just be um, like images to show the galleries? So what I normally do is I go into the gallery with an iPad, because That's if I walked in there with everything rolled up or with a bunch of canvases, they Get out of here, buddy. Yeah, you know, kick I mean, you out the door. What are you doing? Who do you think you are? We didn't make this order, you know. But if I go in there with an iPad and smile and a good attitude, you know, that that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah. Would it would it be worth contacting them before you get there and and like from the US and just say that you're coming over soon and you'd love Absolutely. To, to talk Absolutely. to them? 
and that that's a part of like my research process so how that that goes and i'll kind of dive into what i did in chicago and, and this is definitely more applicable to what i'll aim to do in london uh, but you get a, a roster of the top let's say 20 to 30 galleries that you think would fit your style yeah. and i wouldn't necessarily even hone in on you know upper upper tier and i wouldn't even necessarily hone on one city for example like london i'll cut across london manchester and let's just say liverpool for example yeah and like i'll take the top 10 galleries in each one that i, I think fit my mold from that top 10 i'll narrow it down to the top three that i really think that are exactly like we can forge a partnership now i'm looking yeah. at a list of nine or ten out of those nine or ten i'll, I'll follow on instagram Twitter, I'll reach out, message on Instagram, perhaps email, whichever one seems like they are geared more towards. Because some, a lot of the websites will tell you, like, reach out to us on Instagram, send us an email. Um, and then from that point, uh, if they respond, fantastic. I try to set up an appointment. In Chicago, nobody responded, so I just had to walk in everywhere. <laughs> That's fine. If they don't respond, you know, these folks are busy. They have a lot going on, and, um, and I understand that. But at the same time, I have an objective and I'm going to do my best to achieve my objective. Oh, so of course. you're not, you're not traveling um, three or 4,000 miles to, um, to go knocking on doors that aren't going to open for you. Right. I mean, the fish and chips are great. I love the beer, <laughs> you know, the pubs are fantastic, but like, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see some success while out there professionally. Yeah. I really would. I really would. And I know that I will, uh, I have friends that are, you know, doing their best to you know, point me in the right direction for X, Y, Z, but, my research really is what gets me the furthest and me identifying the correct locations and then boots on the ground going in there. Like I said, cheerful attitude, you know, be okay with the no, be okay with them literally saying, oh, of course, not yeah. even, yeah, no eye contact. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not interested. There's the door. And that's fine. That's fine. That's the, yeah. Thick skin is what's needed in the game. But coming to the UK with a mission is, is the best idea. Richie, this is a question that I ask each guest. If there was you and five other artists, past and present, what would your ideal group show be? You know what? My ideal group show, thinking about that, I would say Andy Warhol. Yeah. Top guy. Beyond that, Basquiat is a hero, especially here in the city. Then if we're gonna take it a little bit further back, not too far back, but a little bit further back, Salvador Dali, yeah. amazing. Then Pablo Picasso. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, I'll tell you, you know, just in reference to how I came about those four, with Andy Warhol, I can tell you that immediately that's pretty much where everything began. I fell into his work. You know, yeah. I remember going into an Andy Warhol exhibit with my dear friend, White Tiger, back in Vegas, and that was just nuts. I mean, it just <laughs> rocked my world. And then um, beyond that, with Basquiat, when I really moved to New York City, I understood. I got it. And I mean, Super. the work. Yeah, the way, the way that his work flows and it tells a story, it tells a story of life in the city. You know, yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts. 30, 40 years later, and his work still has that power emitting off the canvas. Absolutely. Dolly's depth of insanity is glorious to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Dolly is Walt Disney. And Walt Disney is one of the craziest people 
that was able to market themselves massively and be accepted ever. Yeah. So I would absolutely put Walt Disney in that roster as well, but I love (laughs) Salvador Dali because that guy, that guy is really, you know, he's out there. And then, you know, when you go down to um, Picasso, Picasso was just such a figure that, you know, he never stopped questioning his own creativity and he never stopped pushing his own envelope. And that was really special. Warhol. I mean, he's, he's just, I read books on Warhol. I study his life. The guy works in marketing, worked in marketing and advertising. I worked in marketing and advertising. I was just love that, you know, and the, the, the bounds, you know, limits with this man and what his mind could do. Yeah. He was, he was next level, wasn't he? When I asked that question, he is the most popular Warhol. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, without doubt. Another question is, if you wasn't an artist, Richie, what do you think you'd like to be? Professional surfer. <laughs> oh, superb. That's the first time that's come up. Now, are you any good at it? Uh, not, not at the professional level by any means necessary. No, no, I am, I am all right when it comes out to just getting out there and, and catching a six, eight, maybe a 10 foot wave on a brave day. Where can anybody see your work, Richie, be it on social media or a website? You know what? The best place to find my work, I would say is on my website, my Instagram, those are the two hot spots. My TikTok as well, where I'm always posting new stuff. But if you want to see me in action in real time, the Instagram and the TikTok is definitely where it's at. Got it's you. pretty simple. It's at Richie with an underscore between each uh, R-I-T-C-H-I-E. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's the best place to, uh, to see me in action. And you, you mentioned that you're represented by a few galleries in the US. Have you got anything coming up? You know, I have two shows coming up. I've got one show coming up in uh, Soho that we've got aimed for July, which is really fun. And then more so of an exhibition style at Mr. Purple's in the Upper East Side. We're going to have uh, a whole thing for the month of July. And I'm hoping all of June as well. So, you know, that, that should be really fun. But Mr. Purple's in the Lower East Side is a nice rooftop lounge really cool spot and i'll have at least five or six of my pieces in there so i'm looking forward to it well hopefully in a few months you may be having one in the uk as well eh? yeah yeah that would be really really cool really cool you know i'll uh, i'll definitely be taking your advice and getting a jump on uh giving these people a notice that i'll be over there and you know hopefully i have some success with having some meetings lined up beforehand so you know when i hit the ground running um, not only will I have a list of places that are expecting me, but a list of places I intend on just uh, popping up and saying hello. And just as importantly, I hope Man United beat Southampton when you're over here. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's, let's go, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I can't wait to just and to Old Trafford. And, so it's yeah. the Saints against the Devils. That's right. It's a good matchup, man. It's a good matchup. Yeah, so I hope you have a great journey over here, mate. All the very best to you. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. All the best to you as well. You have a really great rest of your day. All right. Cheers. If you've got an exhibition or any other creative project within the arts, or even just want to promote your own artwork, you could do that in podcast form similar to the one you've just listened to. They start at a convenient price point 
that is comfortable for any artist working on a budget. This podcast itself is created by working artists and we know how important that is. So to find out more information, you can email us on ministryofartsorg at gmail.com or on Instagram at ministryofartsorg. Ta-da! image where it's kind of like you see the tower silhouette of the city and then it's just exploding with hearts or something like that it's just yeah. you know you got to take a negative to a positive but if anybody could like do it like that i look to banksy for that you know believe it or not funny story i'll tell you before we end this is that my buddy who runs around doing graffiti in um like here in new york and has since the 80s had an opportunity to do a building with cause shepherd ferry um and and banks was there and my buddy's there and basically they're all doing a floor right they're all doing like like a floor of the apartment like a floor like in the building it's a walk yeah, yeah. like four floors so imagine like cause has like this whole thing and i think once they renovated the building the lady that lives in the cause level like left it everyone else <laughs> covered it so banks he did a floor and my buddy hectod he's doing some stuff as well and uh this guy walks up before Hector walks in the building, he's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm Banks. And he's like, what's up, man? How you doing? Hector had no idea who he was at the time. It was 10 years ago, maybe even longer. Pops up and he goes to cause. He's like, hey, man, who's that guy, Banks? He's like, oh, he's big. He's big in London, man. Just leave him alone. He's fine. Hector's a bit of a, uh, you know, he's a strong-willed man, you know? Yeah. So he's like, if people are around that he doesn't know or we don't know, it's, like, it's weird. Uh, but, you know. He's like, he's in London, he's cool, let him be, he's fine, he's gonna do a floor. Hector's like, all right, all right. But the funniest thing that Hector said to me was that he looks like you. He's like, I'm not even joking. It's like, the resemblance is crazy. He's like, you look like Banksy, bro. I'm like, that's fucking nuts, that's nuts, nuts. That's a fun thing, very fun. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.